0: Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show on blogtalkradio.com, starring world-famous animal communicator Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic. Hi
1: everyone, I'm Laura Stinchfield, the Pet Psychic, and I can hear animals telepathically living now and crossed over. This show to teach
0: other better. Log on to thepetpsychic.com for all things animal communication. Go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash petpsychic radio. If you haven't done so, go there to put your animal's photo and your question in today's comment section of the post. So you'll see a post of the Pet Psychic Radio show today. And then under there in the comment section, you could put your animal's photo and question uh, right in there so we can see it while we talk to you on the air. Call in at 917-889-2693. And don't forget to join us in the chat room because it's open and we're chatting. I'm your producer and co-host, Aikusu Suhara. Hi, Laura. How's it going, everybody? How's it going? How's it been going since... The, since, uh, Storm King has gone to the other side.
1: Oh, uh, we all miss him, so.
0: Goes yeah. on. Lucas seems
1: a little more and more sad, which is mm-hmm. kind of sad that he's not, like, getting time goes on, a little bit more sad. Like he said to me, the other day, Luca's my, uh, my, I don't a small standard poodle, and the other day he said to me, oh, my.
0: Think of him. Laura? We just uh, sorry. Yeah. Laura, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we keep um we keep getting you I can't hear you, like you keep trailing off the sound. And I don't know how to make it better because it's your internet. Oh, that's interesting. Hear me
1: better
0: now. Did you go to a different part of your house?
1: No, I just took my earpiece off.
0: No, it's not your your earpiece. It's uh, the actual internet. I can hear it that it's like a internet thing, like a.
2: I don't know
1: though. I hate to say this, but I don't know because I talk to clients all day long and nobody has problems hearing me.
0: Well, so, now you're fine, of course.
1: Okay, so hopefully this will work.
0: Yeah, I hope so. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I just want people to hear you, so thought yeah, I'd bring of it course.
1: up. Yeah, and everybody's got to hear me.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, you know, since it's like <laughs> you know your like, show and everything. Really,
1: like such a great test psychic, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to teach everyone how to hear me telepathically. Could you imagine that if I was like so strong psychic <laughs> that like you don't even need to hear me, like? <laughs>
0: Yeah, then we wouldn't even need to be on the internet.
1: <laughs> I Know you just hear me on the, the yeah. telepathic wave thing.
0: Exactly oh. um, So was, any was, was, Go ahead.
1: Yeah Well, what I was saying about Luca is that he he was talking about playing with stormy You know my deceased and that they were running they play like it He goes to heaven and in his head and plays with stormy and runs around and he says he feels his his heart getting bigger and bigger when he does that but then today he said oh there are sometimes i want to tell stormy things like right before the show he said there's sometimes i want to tell stormy things and he's he's not around and that was really sad because he looks like all like the half of the day today he's been pretty depressed but yeah i don't know if you've seen his hairdo that he got dyed a green color did you see that
0: I did see it. <laughs>
1: yeah, so Luca got the eye green for St. Patty's Day. But also, the reason why he chose green was because he's got a mohawk, and he wanted his mohawk to be green so that the horses would laugh at him. He wanted to make the horses laugh because all the horses like grass. So he thought if he, if he had a mohawk that looked like grass, that the horses would think that was really
0: funny. <laughs> That's awesome.
1: He's so cute. I just love
0: him. So. Oh, my gosh. It's hilarious. He looks real funky right now. He's a funky dude.
1: Oh, yeah. And so someone in the chat room wondered if Jubilee likes it. And yeah. when Jubilee saw him, she started to, like, like kind of nibble his head. And his head is green and, like, nibble his back. Not like it was grass, but sort of just, like, checking it out.
0: <laughs> That's so cute
1: thinks it's really cool and uh see Maura, when I came home see Maura, the parrot thought he was like a creature or something and he went she went c- cuckoo crazy she started banging her head against her cage and screaming and she didn't know what it was
0: <laughs> has she gotten used to it now
1: she got, got used to it. time is not her normal uh she she doesn't process things well after dark <laughs>
0: uh. What does she think of it now? Can you ask her?
1: Yeah, hey, Simora. Well, Luca's hairdo now. What do you think, Simora? When I look at him, he looks like a funny creature. I thought maybe I could step on him, but he moved around too fast. He says, I thought maybe you could teach me how to ride him inside. That's interesting because mm. I mm-hmm. carry her in like she goes outside all day long and then I bring her in every night. But that's interesting. She wants to be able to ride on Luca's back. I wonder how that the mohawk looks like it's like a more like a perch or something.
0: Maybe. Yeah. That's what it sounds like.
1: That's interesting. hmm. I don't think
0: one of them actually like that, but we could try. Oh, my gosh. That's too funny. Okay. Well, do you think we should get some phone calls in? I do think so. Let's do it. All right. So for all you listeners out there, um, we're going to be taking as many phone calls as we can. And uh, if you could just be patient with us. And we're gonna take phone calls in random order. So I'm gonna shout out the last four digits of your phone number. And when you get on, just tell us your name, your animal's name, what kind of animal, a description of the animal, and whether they're on Facebook or not. So Laura can pull that up really quickly on the computer so she can look at the animal. It's not necessary to have a, a photo on Facebook, but it's just helpful. So if you could do that and let us know, that would be great. And one question per caller. So we wanna to stick to one theme, okay? And one animal, don't forget about that. So unless it's like two animals that are having a dispute or something, or they're having problems together in the family household, then you know obviously it involves two animals. But other than that, we keep it to one animal, one question, description of the animal, your name, animal's name, whether they're alive or dead, that would be helpful as well. So here we go. First caller 0033, 0033, you are on, go ahead. Tell us all your great information.
2: Hi, my name is Erin Peterson and my dog's name is Sandra. And I'm really not sure if she's passed away or not. I've had some behavior issues with her. She got into a fight with my poodle, and um, I ended up dropping her off at a no-kill shelter three and a half weeks ago. And lately, I've been having weird vibes, like I feel her um, at the end of my feet when I'm sleeping, but then she's not there. So a part of me is scared that, that she didn't pass the um, the temperament test and that they had humanely euthanized her, and I. They won't tell me anything about her. They said that they're not allowed to tell the an owner anything if they relinquish their dog. So it's just the not having closure thing that is killing me. I know. You
1: know. Did you email me? Because I think I emailed you back. Did I? Did you email me?
2: Yeah, I. I messaged you a picture of her on the fa- yeah. um On the Facebook.
1: Because one of the things about that is that I kind of consider that a lost animal because you don't really know what happened, And I don't work with lost animals for many reasons, but this situation is really difficult because we don't know if she's passed or not. And it could be that she's going more internal and like sending herself to you. And she might, might, like still be alive, but in her mind, sort of more in a dream state. So I might pick her up as past. So when it's, can it be that situation? I don't believe that that is my specialty. So I refer out those cases out where it could be like they're past or they're not, or they don't really know where they are. So um, I actually emailed you some websites of two women that do that. Uh, one is Hillary Renaissance and her website is calmpet.com. and then the other one is Lori Spagna and uh, we can write those on the Facebook too, page too and that's Lori Spagna, um, com. I'm sorry that I can't really help you but I kind of know my specialty and, and that's not it unfortunately
0: right yeah so try those uh, websites um, give them a call they're both great so um, Unfortunately, can't do lost pets. Okay, our next caller is one two five eight one two five eight. Ooh, who are you, and who's your animal, and description, all that stuff. Go ahead.
1: Hi, Laura. I'm Donna, and I'm calling about Bailey, my four and a half year old Australian Shepherd. Yay! And- <laughs> Hi. <Donna. laughs> uh, it's so nice to talk to you. We've been fans
3: forever. Um, so Bailey's been having some issues with barking,
1: and she and Beamer are looking at me on the phone right now, so they know I'm talking to you.
2: Um, Bailey's barking has accelerated with spring and the birds in the yard and the lizards, and she's, it's gotten to the
3: point where one of my neighbors is really complaining, and he claims that this has been going on every day, all day, for two years since my husband died. Um, and I admit that I haven't had enough time to really spend her and give her the the attention that she needs. But
1: Oh my um, gosh, Donna, you are like one of the best doggy moms ever. <laughs> attention. Well
3: well but but I, I feel bad because I, I, I know that she's just interested in the birds but she can't seem to chase them without barking at them and so i'm i'm at the point now where literally i'm forced to having to keep them in the house when i'm not home which is killing me and i don't right. know what we can do with miss bailey to make her understand that she can't have her yard privileges if i'm not home
1: and so remind me how long is it that you're gone like are like uh, you gone? Fall? i'm gone in the morning from seven to five Oh, and so I can you're gone all day long. Pardon okay. me? You're gone all day long.
2: i am gone all day long and I try to come home for lunch and spend my lunch hour
1: with them and let them be outside then. Okay, great. Let's get Bailey and, and, um, and talk to sweet little Bailey, my old friend. Bailey, honey, are you listening? What's going on during the day? You kind of have to be quiet when you're chasing the lizards and the birds. You have to be quiet because you're bothering the neighbors. It's hurting their ears when you're barking. She says she doesn't bark that much. She only barks a little bit. No, she
4: barks a lot.
1: She says a lot of the day she sleeps. But you know what, Bailey? Mom sort of knows you're barking, and she knows that you do actually bark a lot. So, like, maybe the times when you are outside, it's a little bit too excessive. So maybe you could, like, lick and yawn and blink your eyes and see if you could be quiet or talk to the birds and the lizards in your mind and not use your voice. Because if you do continue barking while you're outside, you have to be locked inside all day until mom comes home from lunch. You just have to. What do you think about that? When I'm inside, I just lie down. Does it bother you being locked inside all day? Well, sometimes I need to pee. Or sometimes I see something that I want to go for. But I keep myself busy in the house too. I mean, I got a really good life. I have fun things here. Sometimes I want to learn how to open the door myself, but it's not that easy to do. (laughs) She says Beamer likes it better being locked in the house.
3: He does? Why? Because he doesn't have to worry about the stress of
1: her barking? Oh, Beamer says because she barks so much. Ooh, Beamer says it's worse than what you think. Uh, I think it is too. humor you know, says it's not just things in the yard, but it's things outside of the yard too.
3: Yeah. Well, and my and my neighbors, those neighbors are retired and they're home all day. And one just had back surgery, and
1: they're um, mm. really nasty text today. So I just came home and oh said, "That no, did you hear and, that, Bailey? We're gonna have to really practice being quiet." I want you to really try hard and practice being quiet, because your neighbor's getting very, very angry. And then he's sending mom scary text messages because of anger. And you, you, you gotta think like when you're barking. I want you to come in your neighbor and see if he's upset. All right, and see if you can be quiet. And try and do everything really, really quietly. It could be really fun to try and and chase lizards quietly. It could be a whole new way of doing things. Well, and I... She she says it's really hard because sometimes she doesn't realize she's doing it until she's wondering who's barking, and then she realizes herself. (laughs) Okay.
3: (laughs) Um, well, you know, I mean, it's gotten to the point, Laura, where I'm, I'm actually considering my friend from Colorado is going to be out here in July
5: mm-hmm. and
3: I'm considering possibly sending her back with her because I just, I, if it doesn't get better, I don't know what to do.
1: Oh my God, you can't send her away?
5: Well, I don't know what to do with her. And if hey, she to
1: doggy, send her to doggy daycare, or keep her inside. Um, well, here's something I, I'm wondering about. I just happened to be talking to my other neighbor today about something else. And he was asking me, he was saying that he wants to get a dog. He's in his early 20s. And he was asking me about these kind of dogs, but he works like 12-hour days. And I said, absolutely not. And he said he really misses having a dog to run with. And so he's volunteered to take really running with him. Oh, good. And so I'm wondering if she'll be okay doing that. Bailey, honey, what do you think about going jogging with your neighbor? Does he step on my toes? No, he's not gonna step on your toes, honey, and if he does, it's an accident. I would like to try it. We could go up a mountain? Yeah, maybe, right? Will they do what? She wants to know if they could run up a mountain. Sure. <laughs> don't run anywhere he runs like to eight miles a day so. yeah I think you should try it she needs to work up to that though so you got to tell him to run half of his thing and then drop her off so she can yeah. work up to him. yeah 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 I no so like an and you know Donna you know uh Maya my wolf hybrid when I had her and I worked really long days and she was she was like dog aggressive you know and so she sometimes was like fence fight and Uh especially because she was a wolf hybrid and she loved to be outside i had to leave her inside for times when i was working and i thought that it was going to like actually like torment her but she actually really leveled out in many different ways when i started to leave her inside i mean i believe i believe bailey can stop barking like she can learn that but you kind of need to be there to help her um, yeah. cause that's really long time to leave her where you can't catch her. Like if she's barking, like she said so much, Where when she finally realizes it, she hears herself barking. Uh-huh. So that's like very unconscious barking, but I believe she can get better. But I don't, knowing what I know about like how Maya changed, I think leaving them more contained is not a bad idea. Okay. So I don't feel too bad about leaving her in the house. Okay. Well, she's going to start running tomorrow night after dinner. So, oh good. Bailey, you're going with your friend tomorrow night. It's going to be so much fun. Have a good time with him. That's great for her. And now we'll calm oh, no. her down the
3: timing. The timing be more
1: perfect. So, Yeah. Oh my God, you can't get rid of her. That's ridiculous, Donna. I know. Well, my life's been so crazy. You know, you just get desperate sometimes, so it's easier sometimes to just eliminate the problem rather than deal with it. Oh my God, Um.
3: (laughs) I Okay, okay, I promise. I won't. I won't. I won't. But but she has
1: to promise to work with me and be a better girl. Yeah, she's going to once she starts running and everything. I know it. I just know it. Okay. And so you have to
0: call us back and let us know. I will. You'll hear from me. Thank you. Oh, great.
1: Bailey, you better get it together.
4: You have no idea.
1: Sai is like one of the coolest like dog moms ever. Like she goes to the ends of the earth for her dogs. Like (laughs)
4: she's
1: thinking about like sending Bailey away. Like she's at her wit's end.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Bailey, better get it together.
1: <laughs> I mean Bailey, better get it together.
0: That's pretty bad if your mom's thinking that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. That no. Well, I hope that they do the running and call us back and things get better. So it's time.
1: A lot of people that leaving people feel really guilty about leaving their dogs inside all the time, but it's not a bad idea to contain the ones that are a little bit more wild. at
0: home. Mm-hmm. Good idea. Okay. It's time for our guest today. and okay. we have Cherry from Dog Way Dog Rescue. Cherry, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So tell us a little bit about uh, the rescue that you have started, Dogway Dog Rescue. Tell us a little bit about it.
4: Well, uh, we are situated in um, Mission British Columbia on 10 acres. Uh, We retired out here to just do exactly that, started dog rescue. And we are uh, a global rescue. We rescue dogs from all over the globe. Um, including British Columbia because we're part of the globe. We have dogs from Tijuana, Taiwan, Saudi Arabia, Northwest Territories, high kills in the United States of America. Um, We believe that dogs are sentient uh, beings and that we believe in the right of the individual dog. We have dogs from uh, four weeks to 18 years old. We have dogs, uh, you know, four pounds to 150 pounds. We are breed specific. And we can all sorts of different medical issues, like paraplegics or dogs that chewed their feet off to get out of leg hold traps in uh, foreign countries. And we get them prosthetic feet made. Um, We train guard dogs that lived on chains for 10 years. Um, We uh, we love dogs basically, and we do whatever Mm -hmm. we can for them. We're actually just right now in the process of um, of uh, having a. 5,000-square-foot shelter, cageless Uh, shelter-built. It's going to be a wellness center for dogs so that they can come and, and, you know, be groomed and decompressed from their their trauma, uh, their emotional issues dealt with, their physical issues dealt with, and, um, and adopt them. We take in many senior dogs because local authorities here reject the senior dogs from the shelters, so we take in many senior dogs and replace them with senior people. Um, it's not unusual for us to have like a 14-year-old poodle with an 80-year-old lady um, in a permanent foster uh, situation with one of our volunteers visiting the the seniors every month. And um, that brings us kind of to Abe, this beautiful, beautiful Cocker Spaniel that we got uh, surrendered to us from a uh, Mexican uh, Tijuana rescue. A very lovely lady by the name of Anna uh, had him for seven months uh prior to that he was uh owned by a family who he's six years old. Um he is owned by a family who had given him to their mom for Christmas and from the time he was taken away from his dog mama and given to his human mama uh, as a puppy, a little eight week old puppy, he was never allowed inside. He had to live outside all the time. He had no human contact except when they went out to do the laundry. Um I imagine he he was uh, became uh, fairly aggressive. He never had any contact with other dogs or people. Um, they surrendered him to Anna, and um, apparently um, he was right out of the the get-go in the car he was he was being you know fairly aggressive to the people and to Anna. Um, she was at first afraid to give him a hug. And, um, but she talked to him a lot before she could talk to him and, um, her brother came to stay with her and for a while and he really warmed up to the brother. The brother used to feed him wonderful treats and Annie used to feed him weenies and he, so he, he became very, um, how do you say, receptive to them for, for treats. But, uh, she realized that, um, he had to move on, and there wasn't much of a life for him there, so she sent him to our rescue. Now, at first, when he got here, I was amazed because there was no problem for a couple of days with him, just none. But out of the blue, one day, he came very aggressive to one of our, volunteered, one of our volunteers. Now, she's the one that sweeps the floors and cleans off the patio and smokes, and apparently there was one of the owners smoked and always had a broom in her hand. so maybe it brought up a memory, I don't know.
2: Yeah, so, but so
1: he tell me that So how many people has he been aggressive to since you've had him?
4: Um, three.
1: And then did he bite anybody? Did he actually bite?
4: No, he has not bitten.
1: Oh, good. So he's, he's like snapped at or he's growled or what does he do?
4: Growls. Like just today I've got him beside me here and I just was like playing with his ear and he gave me a really dirty look and growled at me.
1: Okay and um and so does he have an ear infection or is there something like like how do you feel about the way you were playing with his ear? Do you feel like you were playing with his ear like in a way that he should have been able to trade? Or were you playing in, in in with his ear? That could have just been annoying to him. Because one of the things that that um, I think is important for us to know when dogs growl is that in dog language that's a form of communication, and that's a form in dog language that's a form of appropriate communication to tell us that something is going on that they're not happy about. So then we have to sort of think about okay. So is it completely inappropriate and he needs to learn to be okay with it? And this is like really important that he needs to learn to be okay with it. Then we need to sort of address that with him, that, that this is something that we need to do. We need to look in your ears. You could have an ear infection. We need to be able to handle you. And then we need to give him other options of things that he can do. Like in, explain to him that in people language a growl is really scary. So we need you to do something else to let us know that you're uncomfortable. Okay.
4: Um, and he also so, likes to lie up on the kitchen table when there's laundry on it. And he yeah. did that at Anna in Mexico as well. Now right. he he does not like it at all when you try to force him to do anything. You need to, to be gentle, we have to bribe him off the table. Like he he really responds to being bribed <laughs> basically right. you have and to so
1: if you bribe yeah. him if you bribe him off the table can you get him into a crate or an x-pen or something
4: no we don't no we don't put our dogs in x pens or crates um mm-hmm. if they want to go in if they want to go in like uh dogs that come in from I mean, high so kill, so sometimes come in from yeah, creeks yeah, yeah, but so they, we don't
1: okay so, we you just br- open the door. so you bribe him off the table and then what do you do
4: and then, then he's down, and, you know, he, he's fine for a little while. And then he started not getting on the table, but putting his head on this kitchen chair and, mm-hmm. like, standing beside the kitchen chair, sitting, and then putting his head on the kitchen chair for hours, and he wouldn't move.
1: Okay, so, um, okay, let's talk to him. But with, with okay. some of that, it's like, uh, let's see, it's. A, Right, he shouldn't be allowed on the kitchen table, obviously, right? Because especially if he's aggressive, he shouldn't be up high, and the kitchen table is not no. a for a dog anyway. Or on a clean line Oh, no, table, of course I'm
4: not, be, but, he, but he sneaks up.
1: Yeah, right, so he sneaks up. So one of the things that, th- this is kind of more dog training, but we're going to get to talking to him too, is that if you need to use treats to get him to do something, that's okay. But think of it more as a lure than a bribe. And you have to kind of outsmart him a little bit and think to yourself, when I'm getting him off the table, when I'm, like, bribing him but actually luring him off the table, I'm going to make sure that I teach him something as well. So let's say you have to put that treat in front of his nose and then sort of draw him off the table, right? Add a command to it. Add off. And then when he gets off, good off. And then he gets the treat so that you're not just bribing and treating, you know, that you're actually, okay, I'm going to take this as an opportunity to actually teach him a command that he needs to learn. And it sounds like he needs to learn off. What would be really interesting to ask him, though, is was he learning that he needs to get off of things? And then was he thinking, huh, maybe I'm not really allowed up on that chair, too. So then he's sort of thinking, huh, am I supposed to be up on this chair? Cockers are really smart. And the problem with dogs, when we don't stimulate them, and it's not your fault, obviously, it's his past, that we leave a a really smart dog that hasn't been mentally stimulated, and then they make their own views of the world and their own forms of communication, and it's worked for him for, what, six, seven years?
2: So now we
1: we need to teach him a new way to work and also praise him for those new ways. And so... And, and set him up for success and give him a solid foundation so that when he's thinking, oh, my God, I don't know what to do or what are these people doing, then, then he can kind of think back, oh, yeah, when I, when I got off the table, I was an off. You know, and oh, yeah, I got a treat for doing the
4: off. I mean, they think that. He, you know, he, he uh, I don't know, like, uh, if he understands this because he can't, he, all his life he's been spoken to in Spanish, and we're, oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. No, okay.
1: Really what okay. matters, that's a really good question, and that for a lot of listeners are probably thinking that as well. Like, can you still talk to them, or can you still be clear if you speak another language? Of course, because really all it is is your intention, what you're putting out to them, and, and um, the images in your mind, and how clear you want you're, you're sending the message of what you want. So really, when you say off, he doesn't know that word yet. You're teaching him that word. What he's going to pick up from you is that clear picture in your head and that clear picture in your body language that says, hey, come off the table. That's, and, that, and you have to really catch yourself. This is so important. This is when my work really meets, meets training, is that when you are asked training a dog to do something, you have to have it in your head so clear what you want him to do, and you better watch it that you don't think to yourself, oh, my gosh, he's going to growl or, oh, my gosh, he might go and lunge at me. Because if you think that, that might give him the thought to actually do it. Not to say that you're doing that, but but you want to keep it real positive, and if your little head goes somewhere where it's not positive, you got to push it back. Not to say that you shouldn't notice the signals, like if he's giving you an aggressive signal, you gotta pay attention and keep yourself safe. And if you need to retreat or you need to to move your body around to a different location or you need to avert your gaze or whatever you need to do to tone him down a little bit, go ahead and do it. But but still kind of stick to, you know, we're gonna teach you off and it's okay. So um, let's get him and see sort of like how he's doing and how he's doing with his new setup. And so is this his home for life?
4: No, we want to rehabilitate. We want to okay, so like rehabilitate him and, and yeah, get him into
2: had, a, a into home,
4: a loving part. home that where he deserves to be loved and let inside and sit with the family, be part of the family mm-hmm. unit, be part of the pack. This is what we want for all of our dogs.
1: Yeah. Okay. Great. And one of the reasons why, too, I kind of feel like I need to say this. One of the reasons why I said, like, oh, do you have, like, an X-pen or a crate? I, I mean, I like X-pens more than crates. Is because sometimes for these dogs that sort of get overstimulated and they don't really know where to be, an X-pen can be a safe area where they can watch the rest of the house and say, oh. They can watch from, from a distance without being too involved in it and think, oh, this is the way the house is supposed to run. And it kind of gives them, like, my friend who's a dog groomer, she says, um, her name is Tina with Aloha Dog Grooming. She says, um, when, she's tr- when she's training a dog, or she has a petting zoo too, she's got like so many animals, like hundreds of animals. But she says, when she's working with an animal, in the very beginning, she only gives them one decision to make. And, and it really makes me think about it. Sometimes I listen to her talk like that because she says, if they only have if if she, she sets them up so that they can only make one decision, you're setting them up for success. And one of the things okay. that happens with people, I'm not saying you're doing this, but one of the things that happens with people when they rescue an animal or they, you know, they adopt an animal or they buy an animal from a breeder or whatever they do, and then they, they feel sorry for the animal and they, they want to give the animal so much freedom. But when you give an animal so much freedom, there's so many different decisions that they can make and then it's almost too much for them. So, in the very beginning, make it really simple, really easy, one choice. and then they keep then, once they really get that choice and they start making it on their own and they're making it kind of quick, then you give them two choices, and then three choices, and you kind of work up to like a lot of freedom. Um but okay, let's get them. Okay, Abe, how you doing, buddy? So good to talk to you. I'm so glad you've been in a good place now. He says he's been listening, and he's been wondering about something. What have you been wondering about? He says sometimes when he gets pet, he really likes the fingers through his fur. But then what happens to me? But then what happens to me is I get sort of confused. And I have all these pictures in my head, and I have all these ideas, and then I get cranky. And then it's hard for me. Sometimes when I growl, I just say, go away from me. Do you understand that you can't be up on the kitchen table? Do you understand why that's not the best place for a dog? I understand. He says that when he's with you, he loves to be talked to. That part about how he was saying that he has so many pictures in his head and so many, like, ideas, I think he said, that wasn't necessarily, like, like what I was talking about earlier about how that could be, like, human error, like our error. That's more his past popping up. So, like, if he's been sort of overstimulated or there's, which might not seem like overstimulation to you, but it is maybe for him because he's been so used to being so isolated, um, that he'll, st- he'll start to have lots of images going through his mind and then he it's almost like he can't think straight. And so, it's okay. almost like his, his brain crashes. So, with I him, I would okay. almost say, like, less is more. So, like, the less people who interact with him when people are over or or um, um, yeah, just kind of see if you can read him. Like, when is he getting where he's looking like he's having a hard time focusing? Uh, Abe, when you have a hard time focusing, how do you how do you um, how do you show it to people? Do you think you could? He says sometimes he feels like he
4: circles.
1: Do you see that? He's what? He circles, he says.
4: He says Mm, sometimes he
1: feels overstimulated, he'll circle.
4: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, So maybe when you see that, that's a good time to maybe, um, if you don't have like a next pen or something, maybe that would be a good time to maybe separate him or maybe put him on a leash or put him like behind a like in a in a corner or something, like another place that might be a little bit less active, like a home base for him.
4: So when he so when he's on the chair with his head on the chair, he's really being he's really overwhelmed. He's not being sad. Is that what you're saying? Yeah,
1: he yeah, and he said he likes the chair. He says he likes the chair. Yeah.
4: Um, yeah Can you he's ask he's why? Really a
1: little overwhelmed. The thing is, is when you have a dog, and this is for most rescues, when you have a dog that's been fairly isolated their whole life, and then all of a sudden they're interacted with and they're cared for and you're giving them, like, so much attention, and it may not even be, like, right on attention where you're focused on them all the time, but it's, like, attention, like, you're watching his needs and you're making sure, like, his food is right and you're just making sure everything is correct, It to them it feels a little bit like overstimulation, and to us it just seems like care, and so they need a lot of downtime, a lot of sleep. And, like, you'll see these dogs, they sleep sometimes for eight months. They just, they're just they just tired. And, like, I like to just leave them. If he's, like, got his eyes closed, I wouldn't go and pet him. And oftentimes you do with these animals, once they feel safe in a home, they'll start, you know, really processing their past, and you do see a little bit more aggression. But then it's, it will phase itself out as long as you kind of just let them be. So I think – maybe you could give him like his own chair, and that's like maybe his bed chair, and he can go there. Maybe he needs his own place. Yeah, he needs a home base that he can call his, like his his getaway
4: place. Okay. Um, Okay. So why why do you think he was um, he was kind of um, uh, aggressive at Anna's in Mexico at the other rescue after he came from?
1: Yeah, what was it? and he was aggressive with her, did you say? I forgot. Yeah, he was. Yes, yeah. yes. What happened with Anna when you were aggressive with her? Do you remember? She asked a lot of me and I was feeling hot and I was trying to say no and she kept asking me. I think that all it was is that he maybe got pushed too far too fast. I mean, we all can do that to animals because we don't know, you know, it might not be anything to us.
0: Yeah. It sounds like it it was a, you know, he sounds like he has PTSD, um, a lot of trauma history. Yeah. You know? And so that's what it sounds like. Like, like you said, like any kind of overstimulation could really, you know, even though it's good, like we're taking care of him, or we're, you know, feeding him for him, it's attention that he didn't have before. So it's overstimulation. Right? Yeah, right. right.
1: Yeah, sweet little guy. So I would give him just more downtime and just Praise him for lots of things. Start giving him lots of commands and setting him up for success and praising him. Let him understand what good is. Well, that was
0: Cherry from Dogway Dog Rescue, um, which is a global rescue, rescuing dogs from all over the world with Abe. Uh, Thank you so much, Cherry, for being on our show. You can find out more information about Dogway Dog Rescue at dogwaydogrescue.org that's dogwaydogrescue.org we'll put that all up in the chat room and the it's on our uh, facebook page and all that stuff so check them out thank you so much cherry let's go to our next caller i thought you were going to tell everyone to go to a chi- that he had to go to a chiropractor <laughs>
1: I, mean, I probably would help him too
0: <laughs> I, that's and what i was I, like guessing in the so chat room, a room i'm like she's gonna say i'm like she's gonna say calming signals and chiropractor and you didn't say this so i was like oh, oh
1: my god <laughs> well, calming signals would have been a great one for him but i kind of mm-hmm. feel like he kind of knows it he just needs some down he needs a lot of sleep in time
0: yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, well, we're gonna get to our next caller. I'm gonna shout out the last four digits of your number again, and I'll ask for your name, your dog's name, uh, or your cat, or whatever kind of animal you have. And just tell us, go right ahead. Name, animal, description, and one question, one animal, please. 434, 4352, you're on. Go ahead.
5: Hi, this is Stephanie in Los Angeles. Hi,
0: Stephanie. Can you guys hear me good? Yes, I can hear you. Oh, this is my friend, Stephanie. Is this my friend, Stephanie? Yes, it is. Hi. Hi. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So the Stephanie does the cool, like I'm just taking over, but it's related to animals. She is like a PETA um, award-winning shoemaker. She makes vegan shoes that are amazing
5: cool is that oh yeah <laughs> that's so awesome Stephanie and yeah my shop dog he needs some help
0: <laughs> you're what
5: my shop dog needs some help
0: oh the shop dog needs help okay who's your shop dog
5: his name is Rocco and he's an eight-year-old corgi um we had kind of we had a three dog cat just about like nine months ago and two of them passed um, one was young, and it was a brainstem tumor. The other was old, but it also was neurological. He was oh. healthy otherwise. But the little dog, like, just in the last couple months has regressed back into the dog he was when I first adopted him when he was about four. And, like, really, he was pretty neglected, not a, not directly abused, but he's, he's just gone back to being an old dog, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> He's never alone.
1: <laughs> so, tell me, what what color kind of what color corgi is he?
5: He's an orange one. He's mm. a little and,
1: little orange one. And so, when you say that he's regressed, what are some of the behaviors that he's doing?
5: Um, he's terrified of things that used to be fun. Like uh, he like it took him a couple years to get comfortable and happy. Yeah. Like being coming from a neglectful home, but mm. Just, I think like three months after the the second buddy of his past, he just he's now back to that dog again that's so. Oh, scary. that's so sad.
1: Okay, so what remind me his name again. Is it Rocky? Rocco. Rocco. Rocco, okay. Okay, great. Let's get Rocco and see how he's doing. I'm gonna tell him if he knows what you're doing, what you do for a living too. Um, Rocco. Are you listening? Did your mom tell you that she was gonna call in? He says, you know what's the problem? I'm feeling so much space around my head. He says it's like this really weird feeling. When I'm walking around It's like this empty space around me. Rocco, honey, do you think that's because your buddies all passed away? And are you kind of thinking like that there should be around? He says sometimes he has a bad taste in his mouth. And sometimes his eyes sting. He says he needs a massage. He wants him. he says, do you know that treat that calms you down?
5: Do
1: <laughs> you know what those are?
5: He wants the drugs. <laughs> oh, were you giving him drugs? Um, I tried a couple times and it didn't help very much.
1: I thought it looked, like, maybe, like, pink or something, or, like, like
5: it looks almost like a biscuit. Hmm. Do you know what that yeah. is? It looks like... Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't have anything special in them. It's a
1: regular treat. Oh, so maybe he's just saying treats help him. Um, that's interesting, too, because, like... He's saying that he has that weird taste in his mouth, and then he's talking about this treat. And the mouth is actually connected to the limbic system, which is the emotional center of the brain. And so chewing is actually calming him down. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, um, and it's,
5: I got his teeth cleaned, and I brush his teeth all the time, and his breath still like won't clear up. Like it just Oh, comes. his
1: breath clear up. That's interesting. That's the bad taste in his mouth too. Yeah. I have not his breath clearing up and he's... What food do you feed him?
5: Um, he's in between foods right now because one of them was making him sick. i take any recommendations. Okay. Um. Well, one,
1: I was thinking uh, maybe I picked this up before, but maybe you should take him to a chiropractor because sometimes when they clean the teeth, they knock their atlas out which is at the base of the fall. And oh. that might help his digestion. It also, when they knock that out, it can also affect his nervous system.
5: So that could, oh, getting his
1: yeah. digestion will definitely help.
5: Um, yeah, I was just getting so paranoid because we lost two dogs to neurological stuff. I'm like, oh, my God, what if he's getting something and there's something yeah, wrong with the water. Here
1: like, maybe, what, did you vaccinate all of them? Do you think they get the same vaccine or something?
5: Um, no, no, they all go to, yeah, it wouldn't be that. Okay, good. So, um, so I
1: would get them adjusted for sure. That would be my favorite. And then the Honest Kitchen is a really good food. Stella and Chewy's is a really good food. Have you seen those?
5: No. Yeah,
1: the Honest Kitchen and Stella and Chewy's can be both like a dehydrated raw. Oh, okay. And and you know, I have not tried this but I've done a little bit of research on those vegan dogs and some of them are living into their twenties.
5: Okay. Or do they have
1: that kind of food, these brands? They they do have that kind of food, yeah.
5: They okay.
1: do. So look look at Google it. Um but um but i want to figure out i think that taste in his mouth that smell in his mouth when you've got that gone
5: away i think a lot of his other problems are going to stop okay and you think something could have been knocked out when he had a dental cleaning which was recent
1: definitely but i still am wondering why is he having a bad odor in his mouth i would still i'd take him back to the vet and ask him if maybe has like maybe they had an infection they didn't pet did they pull teeth
5: no huh i mean he got he had an episode of like three weeks ago where i took him to the emergency because he was bleeding out of his butt and they did the full lab work and found nothing wrong with him and just said it was anxiety right
1: and what food were you feeding him
5: before i can't remember what the brand was it was an organic like probably like a poultry protein no, mm-hmm. no, like grain.
1: Oh, good. Yeah. Huh. I wonder. Um, I would try them on the Honest Kitchen and okay. um, for Stella and Chewy. And uh, gosh, if he bleeds out of his butt again, I think I'd get an ultrasound.
2: Yeah. I yeah. See
1: what you're dealing with. Because um, unless there's, yeah, I'm not 100%. So little buddy, Rocco, do you think that you have um like what how else is your stomach and like your poops? Do you notice anything about that? Sometimes I feel like I need my tail pulled..
2: But, like, yeah.
1: but I don't poop bad. Sometimes about my nervousness. My mom and I like to get a lot done. And sometimes we don't get everything we want to get done. So I get a little nervous.
2: <laughs> That's kind of funny. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Are you like, that? Sorry, I had to, I had to put, I had to put um, Stephanie on mute because I was hearing her phone. Hold on. Let me put her back on. Go ahead, Stephanie.
5: Okay uh-huh so is that true are you busy and uh um, yeah he goes he goes everywhere with me uh-huh. yeah. so maybe well, there are times yeah. of your just because if bad. i leave him at home alone he will poo all over and be nervous and-
1: yeah okay i think what we need to do is change his diet to, to the honest kitchen or stella and suey's um get him adjusted by a chiropractor and I want you to say positive affirmations around him and just say like things like my body is well balanced and healthy and like if you feel like you're getting stressed like you're during your day and you're not getting everything done just start saying things like we're right where we need to be, we're right where we're supposed to be and that's going to help him because I think he did go like a lot to the other dogs just for that sense of security. Like not even that he was following them, but just for the thoughts. And since he doesn't have them to stick to talk to, he's kind of stuck on everything that you're doing. And so he's feeling sort of like he has responsibility, which he doesn't.
5: So. Oh my goodness. Um, so, um,
1: yeah. and I just want to tell my mom something. She's really beautiful. And I like it when she puts the side of her hair up. She's really pretty that way. (laughs) And I also wanna tell her that even though they're dead, I know that they're happy and with me. And I like the idea of getting the taste in my mouth away i think it's his diet and then adjustment
0: all right well stephanie let us know um try some of those things and give us a call back thank you
5: so much
0: yeah thank sure. you thanks for calling
5: <laughs>
0: so that really was me- uh, yeah i wanted to tell, tell um i tell everyone about stephanie because she has this really amazing um thing going on a campaign going on uh, Nicora Johns Shoes, N-I-C-O-R-A-J-O-H-N-S Shoes. And they're like vegan shoes. They're amazing. I have uh, a couple pairs. Amazing. Um, but she's currently um, trying to create a 100% sustainable factory, US made factory. So yeah. this is like It's really, really awesome. So they're trying to upgrade their factory and open doors to other sustainable designers um, that don't use um, animal exploitation or, you know, animal products. And it's going to be like the first, you know, sustainable vegan factory. So if anyone, um, she's asking everyone to donate $5 on her GoFundMe. So it's GoFundMe.com slash USA Shoes it's a really good cause so everyone should do that
1: oh yeah let's post that on the website or on the Yeah, Facebook i will, page.
0: I will. Um, all right so let's go to our next caller here okay. we go
1: so i'm thinking that i want to try and get like like a bunch more callers in so i'm going to try and mm-hmm. speed it up a little bit i feel like i'm getting too talkative with each caller what do you think do you think i need to speed it up
0: yes everyone's
1: screaming yeah so yes everyone's uh, like
0: i want to be on the on the show i know
1: everybody one question and then we're going to get that question and we're going to go on the next caller so that i can see if i can get more people in this next half hour
0: exactly okay here we go uh four eight seven three you are on go ahead name animals name info hi
1: it's joanne from long island and it's My
3: Maximus, who is a Weimaraner that's crossed over.
2: Mm.
3: I put his picture on the Facebook page. I actually have two Maxes. I put the lab, but then, and he's still with me. He's almost 16, but Maximus is the one that's on the other side. Oh, I see Maximus, and he's like, yep, I see him. He's got that big smile. They're always smiling. Yeah, he's
1: got the greatest smile. Oh, um, he does. And so what do we want to ask him just how he's doing on the other side? Yeah, like is he around? I, I, I always have faith that he's around me and um he's yeah, just I wanna know how Max is. He was he's born okay. four years, March second.
2: Maximus, what do you think?
1: He says he wants to tell you that in heaven he's like a wizard dog. Believe it. I I can really help you, mom. He says sometimes he comes around you and he gets to stre- He gets you to stretch your sides. Okay. I'm like spin around and stretch your sides.
2: Are mm-hmm. your sides
1: bothering you?
2: Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've am I'm. had a little bursitis in my hip and my shoulders and oh.
3: arthritis is starting to kick into my hands and,
2: yeah. Oh, so he
1: wants you to stretch, like, side to side, you know, like, almost, like, spin around? Yeah. And that was my
2: my, was my service dog.
1: Oh, he was? No wonder. He's still doing that for you. Isn't that cool? And he,
2: he was
3: so, he was more human than human. I mean, like you said, when you think what you want them to do. He never, ever, ever took his eyes off of me, even when he wanted to rest. And Uh, I was like, Maximus, relax. It's okay. You know, we're we're chilling out, we're relaxing. But it was like he was always reading my mind. And the things that he did, I I was just blown
4: away by, that I never even taught him.
1: He says he's not gone. He says he wants to rub his paws on the back of your shoulder blades. (laughs) and he says he wants to tell you something one of the things that i loved about you is that your greatest sense of humor even when you were in pain you had such a great sense of humor and i loved that about you and i also want to tell you that you're kind of like the shining star. And sometimes I zip through the universe, and then I see you shining, and I come back and I rest with you. Oh, And I yeah. just want you to know that in heaven, you can eat the best food.
2: I thought I saw like <laughs> <the best food. laughs> That's <laughs> did he eat oh my I'm, I'm sorry did
1: he eat spaghetti or do you
3: eat spaghetti
2: or noodles? oh my god everything
3: whatever I mean I I have my own huge pack now and you know I I cook for them and sometimes we have macaroni and you know a chicken with <laughs> steak and Maximus was 120 pound glamaraner and um he he had an credi- incredible sense of humor, and what an appetite. Oh, my God. Like, there wasn't anything that he would turn away. If, if Mommy gave it to him, it was all good.
1: Oh, I love that. I just love that. I love that he's I, with you
3: still. I adore him. I, I, I talk to him at night, and I say, Max, you know, show, come to Mommy in a dream, or... You know, show mommy yourself. Don't be scared. I won't be scared. I won't freak out. You know?
1: Yeah. So he's saying that he's not scared, and he's with you all the time. Coming to you in a dream is a really hard thing to do. It's they he have to does, come though. into your unconscious, wipe your unconscious clean, put themselves in it, make it make sense, wake you up. So um, it's really it's a hard thing. But he's around you all the time. So know that when you're talking to him, he hears you, and he's talking back with you for sure. Well he? Will he
3: be the first to meet me when I cross over? Yeah, (laughs) he sure will. Like,
1: whoever you want who's on the other side will. Uh, He says he'll guide you there. He says, Mama, I'm already with you. I'll guide you there.
2: Oh, that's so sweet.
1: Um, I know. Joanne, thanks for calling in.
3: Thank you.
4: All right,
1: next caller, 1106.
3: 1106, you are on. Go ahead. Hello there. This is Kelly, and I was calling about my cat Ruben. Um, Laura, you've actually spoken to him before, and he passed away a few months ago.
2: Oh,
1: I'm sorry to hear that.
3: You talked did to you? him last summer.
1: Oh, did you post his picture by any chance? Remind me what he um, looks like.
3: Not recently, um, okay. but it was it was last summer. He's a was a well, he is. He was a big tabby cat, and You gave me some helpful, helpful things to look at and started, you know, um, exploring some holistic options and things like that. And your advice helped tremendously. And um, it's taken me this long to call you again. Um, I'm I'm trying not to get emotional because now that I have you on the phone,
1: but um, I'm missing terribly. You know what happens, too, is when, when, like, we talk to him and, like, Like, people start to get emotional when they're on the phone with me. But one of the reasons why that is is not just because you're talking about him, but because he's coming around and he's trying to touch you. And so then you Mm -hmm. feel him, too. Like, there's a part of your psyche that actually feels his spirit. And so then that sense of longing comes up more because you feel them so strongly. So one of the things that is helpful is when you start to get emotional about him Instead of thinking like, "Oh my gosh, I miss them," which I know because I do that with Stormy, um, you can just kind of think like, "Oh wow, maybe he's here," and sort of well, talk to him. You you could feel lighter. So, and, what do we want? To, he, what, I'm
3: sorry. I'm sorry.
1: i was just going mean, to ask you. What do you want to ask him?
3: Well, I want to know. I mean, sometimes I feel like you know he's with me all the time, and then but yet I'm oh. I i have not seen anything like a sign that I know for sure. And I I don't know if I'm missing that or maybe he really hasn't left. I don't know. And I want to know if he's alone and is he okay?
1: Oh, that's a common question. You know what's interesting about that question is that, like, like a lot of people write that on the forums, like, when they're booking sessions, like, is there, are they alone and if they're okay? And every time I read them, I'm like, I'm like, really? Do they really think they'd be alone and not okay there? Like, Like, it it gets me every single time because it's, like, so amazing on the other side. But when Stormy died, it definitely crossed my mind. Like, is he alone or is he okay? And then I was like,
2: wait a second.
3: I mean, I know know that there has to be, you know, millions and millions of animal souls there. But, I mean, I I was looking for something more concrete than that. I mean...
1: Okay, let's get him and see what he has to say. Let's get him. I'm, I'm just saying that I feel for you. Like, I know how that feels. And I'm,
3: but, I'm so sorry yeah. about your dog. I you know. I, I, oh,
1: thanks. I know that he's in such a great place, though. So I, I see it more than most. So that is good. Okay, hold on. Mom, I got to tell you something. I come and sleep with you all the time. He says sometimes he pushes his energy up near your head okay he says sometimes he'll lie right next to you oh
3: my goodness and
1: I'll push my energy up against your body
3: and he always did that always oh he did he always did that yeah
1: he says sometimes he comes when you call him I'm much faster
5: (laughs) he's
3: faster
1: yeah, and he says he has a longer stride.
3: Well, okay, that that would, he definitely has to be walking better now. There's no doubt about that.
1: And I never feel alone. And the reason why I never feel alone, because I can hear your heartbeat. And wherever I am, I can hear it. And then there's this really nice man here. And he whistles a lot. And he gives me the tastiest canned food. And I want you to know I'm really happy here. Do you know who that man is?
3: No, I don't. But maybe you answered the one question I've always wanted to know. Is See, I adopted Ruben when he was about six. And Uh I've had him for 11 years. And I never know who had him before.
1: Oh, I think think you're a man with a... He looks like a man with a mustache. And like, it could be somebody that he didn't know in his lifetime that's like an ancestor of yours, like a family member or a friend of yours that he didn't know in his lifetime. But because the people love you, they came for him.
5: Okay. Did you know well, a man with
1: just... a mustache oh, that my... passed away?
3: Oh my goodness. I would have to think about that, but not right off the top of my head. Yeah, but, think about I mean, it. I mean, I just, I I've always had this thing that. You know, like maybe an older couple owned him before because he was so lovable and I've always wanted to know who had him before. And I was thinking maybe if they were elderly and they lost him that they, they're waiting for him and that's oh, what he's doing. Oh, is with that them. what
1: happened? Is that the man that, that had you before,
2: honey?
1: I told my mom that. I told my mom that they had me. And I'm here with them. But this other man is a friend of my mom. Oh. So what he's saying is that the reason why you always thought that is because he was telling you that. And so a lot of times that happens to people is that they wonder, like, what happened to you? And when you're wondering what happened to you, the animal start sending you the answer. And so then you create the story in your head that you think you made up, but you really right. didn't actually. It up, you just picked it up telepathically, and so he says yes. That those people are, are on the other side with him, but that other man has someone to do with you. So I would kind of think back. It might come to you later, the next couple of days, or something. But it's somebody who wants you to know that they're okay and that they're they're spending time with him on the other side. oh that's so awesome. That's like yeah, so that's- cool that they
3: you know they send you messages, and you think it's like you're you know, you're making something up, but no, it's actually a message coming from your animal.
1: I know it happens all the time. Mm -hmm. And like, Mm -hmm. people are like, have such a hard time like believing it, but it happens to so many people that, you know, you think of somebody and then they call
2: or, you
1: know, somebody and Mm -hmm. then you get an email from them or you think of somebody and then you see them somewhere. So like, it's constantly, the energy is constantly transferring back and forth and Mm -hmm. you just are not aware of it.
0: Yeah, and, I, I think that happened to me, like, two times today. Like, I called two different people, and both times people were like, oh, my God, I was just thinking about you, or whatever it
3: was, you know?
1: Oh, how funny. I know. I know.
3: How weird when that happens. That happened to me twice I, today. I you know
1: what happened to me yesterday, Which last night, which is, like, so weird? I was changing the phone number on my confirmation email for my session, and then, like, as I was changing it, this email came in from a client that was saying, I just want to make sure that the that the phone number on the confirmation email is correct. And I was like, nobody <laughs> even notices that phone number. Like
2: like yeah.
1: I, like somehow she picked me up like doing yeah. it. She like totally get
2: it. Yeah, that's
3: amazing. So amazing.
1: All right, let's go to our next caller. Let's
3: see here. We are going to. I, I,
1: I want to say one more yeah. thing about that. It's like the power of our thoughts are so powerful that it's so important what you're thinking and the intention that you're holding when you're around the animals and when you're around other people. Because we're constantly sending that vibe off, whether we are conscious of it or not. So you want to think really positively about our animals so that they can sort of pick that up. And one of the things that I really like, like everybody loves a good rescue story, but don't get attached to that rescue story because the animals can move through it quicker if you let it go. And if you keep reliving that past, that past trauma, and keep telling the story of the past trauma over and over again, it's harder for the animals to let it go.
0: Right, like,
3: oh, my gosh, this dog was, like, chained for 20 days or whatever, and then now he's here, or, or now he got a forever home. But if we
1: keep yeah, talking about right. all of that. Yeah, I but then really reiterate the beginning. Look mm-hmm. at how great he's doing. He's so confident now. He's such a confident yeah. dog.
3: Right, right, I see what you're saying. Makes sense.
1: It's a hard thing to do because even I get attached to those rescue stories because you think it's so cool when you rescue a dog, but you gotta watch it.
3: Of course, yeah, I know, and I think that's human nature. We get we get attached to to stories, and we get attached to like a lot of the times we get attached to the negativity, you know.
2: Yeah,
3: that's so true. Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna go to our next call. Nine nine three seven nine nine three seven. Go ahead.
2: Hi, my name is Yvette. Um,
3: Jinx is on the website um, or the Facebook. She's a black pit bull with white on her chest. And my question is how is she feeling? Um, she was diagnosed with um, congestive heart failure and was put on medications. And I just want to make sure that she's doing okay or she's
1: oh, feeling better. Yeah, let's ask her. Did I tell you before that I had a dog named Jinx growing up? That was my childhood dog's name. Oh, wow, no. I know. He was the best dog. Okay, let's get Jinx. I got to tell my mom something. Sometimes I have a little bit of pain in my left armpit. And it makes It makes me feel like I walk a little funny. But my medicine, I think it's fixing me because I have a much clearer head and I'm just way more focused. And I was thinking about my illness and I was thinking about what you were just saying I love it how they listen to what I'm saying, you know? even when I'm not like directly talking to them? I want to tell you something. I want to think live many more years
2: because
1: I kind of feel like my whole body system can really get better. And I just want to say this. I love chicken meat, <laughs> and I love bacon bits, and I know I'm not allowed to have a lot of bad food, but I've heard everything, but I've heard everything is good in moderation. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's hysterical. Do, do you say that sometimes, like just in no, general? And, I mean... Maybe from
3: where she lived before I found her running on the street. Um, but she usually doesn't get chicken or bacon beds, so <laughs> do you eat not,
1: chicken and bacon? No, I don't eat at home. Oh, <laughs> uh, do you eat it when you're out? I'm uh, very rarely. I am feeding the cat
3: some chicken just because I have a cat that won't eat anything else. But oh, um, I'm not she quite the
1: cat. I mean, if you're yeah. feeding the cat's chicken, that's definitely where she's getting it from. Okay. <laughs> Like, hey, is there anything
3: I can do for her? Or is she okay don't, otherwise?
1: Don't leave me out. Um, you know what? What you could do is scratch my bottom. Okay. I love a good scratch. She says she wants a slow walk out around the neighborhood. I like to do a slow walk.
5: Okay.
1: I also gotta tell you something. I love cuddle time. Sit with me and kiss me and tell me how great I am.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: That's amazing. Oh
2: yeah, she's so cute. Well, thank you very much. Oh,
1: Thanks for welcome. calling. It. Oh,
2: the rest of so the cute.
1: family. I say hello.
3: That was so adorable.
1: I know, she's so cute. Look at her.
3: (laughs) All right, uh, we're going to keep it moving here. Uh, Our next caller is 4880. You are on, tell us your info.
1: Hi, I'm Dara. I have uh, itchy. I posted it on Facebook. I see itchy. Yeah, we spoke to
2: you. uh, what was it, a couple months ago? Yeah. So and so she, the, yeah,
1: you. Um, we.
2: Yeah, uh, we took some of your advice. We brought her to a different doctor, um, an Eastern medicine vet that I found, and we have her on uh, some different,
1: you know, regimens. So I wanted to see if she's responding to it, and
3: also if you could tell her... um. She needs to be a little more cooperative
1: when we go to the doctor and when I try mm-hmm. to give her stuff at home, too.
3: So.
2: Okay, so,
1: Doria, remind me, what was her issue again? What was going on with her? Um, Well, the her original vet said that she had kidney failure. Oh
2: But right.
3: I brought her to, you know, another doctor, and he wasn't so convinced of that. So, good. <laughs> So um, so we're just trying to treat that, and she had a urinary tract infection
1: that we were treating, so. Okay, great. So we want to see how she's feeling. Okay. Yeah. Okay, sweetheart. It's good to talk to you again. I have to tell my mom something. She says that you've been extra special since we last talked. She says that you're being way clearer when you're talking to her. She's really paying attention when she's talking to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I want her to know that that's really helpful to me. <laughs> she says she just feels like purr, she loves you. And then she kind of showed me rubbing her face up against yours. Yeah. She's like my soulmate. <laughs> Mom, I gotta tell you something. I'm feeling better. She says she feels like she has way more spring to her step. And she's wondering if you notice. Yes. You do, you notice? Oh. Yeah, I feel like she's um she's feeling better. Oh, that's so awesome! Is that true that you're ta- Are you talking to her differently since the last time you spoke to me, or do you think that she that you're just that maybe she's just listening more? What do you um, think? No, I mean I've always talked to her the same way. I communicate the same way, so I just think maybe she's being more receptive um, mm. to what's going on. Maybe we finally found the right doctor to help her.
2: Yeah.
1: She says what she likes about her doctor is her thought is the thoughts back and forth. He really thinks a lot. And I think that makes him care about me more. You gotta be really good in the car, right? Didn't you want me to tell her that, Dar? Dara? She's been much better in the car, but now she she does give the, the vet technicians a little bit of difficulty when oh, I bring right. her there. So can you be like a little bit better with the vet techs, right? Because the vet techs, just have, what do they have to give her fluids? What do they have to do? <laughs> um, No, when they take her temperature, she definitely doesn't like that. And hmm. I'm the one giving her fluids at home and she's not letting me do it oh Dara, i mean uh you, what do you think well how can mom help you get your fluids at home what do you think about that turned well, her meowing yeah that's right she talks a lot
2: <laughs> she says
1: she wants you to put her on that soft mat it looks like a back mat that would be helpful And she likes the little treats afterwards. Do you know what those are? Um, yeah, maybe, yep. When you're poking me, poke me different places. She says when you poke me, rub the skin a lot first. Okay. I don't know why that would be, but maybe it's sore. They become they start to feel like, like um pin pin bags or or pin cushions after a while but it's interesting she wants you to rub it first so maybe that just helps it i don't know what that does but tell your tell my mom thank you i'm getting better and i stand taller that's good that just means her kidneys are getting better maybe her hind end is not sloping down as much
2: Mhm. oh i'm glad she's
1: doing better Sarah. That's great.
3: Yeah. 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 Good job. Yeah. Thanks so much for your call. We are starting to run out of time. So you know what? We have a question in the chat room that I am going to pick. Um, We have safe pet Haven says Grayson is uh,
0: having trouble going to the vet. He's a feral cat. And yeah. he's gray and kind of looks like Serafina. You've talked to him before um, on the Pet Psychic radio show. I forget how old he is. I think he's quite, he's older.
3: Um, how old is he again, please six. Pet?
1: six years old. Okay. Then.
3: okay, he's not that old. Okay. So, yeah. So how okay. do we get him into the carrier?
1: Okay, Grayson, my old friend. Grayson, honey, and all the other kitties at, at Safe Pet Haven's house, you guys have to um, help him get in the carrier. I like to go He says he likes to go backwards if he's going to go at all. But I think what I remember about Grayson is that he can't even really get handled too much. It's interesting he wants to go in backwards.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He says, pick me up with a towel and put me in backwards. I think that's a... Right, isn't. <laughs> yeah, he's untouchable, she said. That's interesting though that he knows that. So he wants you to drape a towel over his head and then then have a crate ready and put him in backwards. Huh.
3: Hmm. Well, I um, guess
1: I know that's the only
3: you know, way. The that's a weird way. Get,
1: sometimes with those cats that have like a harder time, I get like a bigger sort of like medium-sized dog crate mm-hmm. and I'll put food in there and I'll feed them in there a lot and then mm-hmm. so then when I need to take them to the vet they go in easily to get food I mean then you're dragging like this big kennel to the vet but at least they go in easier so you could start sort of training that also I gotta tell my mom that sometimes the fat you do it the better because because then I'll just get it over with that's interesting he's almost saying like he knows he needs just to be caught yeah yeah wow Mm -hmm. that's wild
0: I know well let us know safe pet um hopefully we'll all be uh keeping our intentions out that he can get to the hospital okay um to get treatment that he needs Um, We are at the end of the show. It's time for Words of Wisdom by Storm King and Friends. We have a 15% off discount if you want to book a private consultation with Laura using the I love Stormy keyword discount. So go to thepetpsychic.com and when you fill out your form, put in the I love Stormy as the coupon code. It's 15% off as Storm King ready from heaven.
1: Yeah, let's get him, but also with that discount code, do it all in cat. So it's All, all in cats. Cat. I love Stormy. I love Stormy. Yay. All right, Stormy, are you there? My little guy. Miss you. Wait, hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. I, gotta tell you a cool story. I gotta tell you a cool story. I swam in the ocean. And I swam with a whale. And when I was swimming with the whale, I asked them, are you okay? And the whale said that they're having a harder time because they feel dry. They said that there's something in the water that's making their skin funny. So I told them that I was gonna send them love. And then all these angels came. And we went to this cove in the water. And we went to this beautiful area in in this cove of water and filled it with energy. And the whales went in there and got healed. And I just want to say something. You all have to understand something. Angels do hear your prayers. And they're listening. And the whales need your help. And I just want everybody to know that I am busy. And I'm trying not to let any suffering happen. So if you were worried about suffering, know that there's a lot of us up here in heaven that's trying to make it end with you. Oh, how cool is that? I didn't know that about Stormy. Are you there, I? Yeah, I'm
3: here. I'm listening to a story. (laughs) I'm like thinking about a story. It's like such a deep story.
2: I didn't know he was doing that. I love he's that he like, was the whales.
3: He's like really busy. He's like doing serious.
1: I know I love that they made a cove where the the whales can go into the cove and get healed. That's
2: so neat. Oh, that's amazing.
1: I love you, Courtney. We miss you.
3: But we are so happy you're doing your work.
1: I know no wonder why Luca couldn't get a hold of him. (laughs) What did he say? I said no wonder why Luca couldn't get a hold of him. You know how I think how Luca was acting more strange lately? Like he's acting like he's farther away.
3: (laughs) Yeah, he's like... Like, he's out saving the world and stuff. Like, you know, he's busy. Like, excuse me, Luca. He's busy right now. <laughs> Poor Luca. I know. So, you gotta, like, get him on, like, a uh, speed dial, angel speed dial. <laughs> I
1: know, right. Luke has been having all these different cars stopping and taking pictures of him and people stopping That's and taking true. pictures of him.
3: Of course they are. All right. Well, uh, tune into the Pet Psychic Radio Show next week. Until then, talk to the animals. Go to thepetpsychic.com for more tips on animal communication and your 15% discount with I love Stormy Coupon code. And if you're not following us on Twitter, please do so at the and remember to like us on Facebook.com slash radio Talk to the Animals. Bye,
2: everyone. Talk with the animals. She